Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Furman Sports Weekly. I am your host, Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladins. This is episode 14 of season two of FSW, and we are very, very excited to have you with us. we got a, a fun show lined up for you today as we're going to spend some time with a, a very personable student athlete here at Furman. We'll let you know who that is in just a moment. But first, as always, I'll remind you that we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, uh, comments, criticisms, interviews you'd like to hear, suggestions, please email me, dan.scott at furman.edu, dan.scott at furman.edu. As mentioned, this is episode 14 of season two of Furman Sports Weekly. I'm Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladins, and uh, very happy to have with us uh, uh, a young man who is a junior on the Furman football team, uh, was the only offensive lineman signed in Clay Hendricks's first class when he took over this program prior to the 2017 season, and has aspirations of being a broadcaster when he finishes college, so you're going to be hearing from this young man uh, as the seasons go on in the spring semester. His name is Cole Neely, and he looks at the world upside down as a center <laughs> on the Furman football program. How you doing? Doing great. How are you? Good. Uh, how, how is that view? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's always um, – because sometimes I always got to ask the quarterbacks when the formations are you under center or in the gun, and uh, it could be a really uh, bad thing if you don't know. So uh, I always like to look you know, back there to make sure who's there, so – it's very uh, interesting to say that. Um, it, it's been a, a, an intriguing year for this Furman football team. And, and just to give those folks who are, are listening to this podcast a, uh, a time perspective, we are recording this on the Tuesday after the final game of the regular season, the 64-7 went over point, and, and just two days after the selection show announced that Furman would play Austin P in the first round of the playoffs. By the time this airs or this episode drops, the Austin P game will be over. Mm -hmm. But just in the just so you know the time frame in which we're recording this, that's when it is. It's it's prior to the first playoff game. So I, I want you to take us inside that uh, uh, the the team room as you're watching the selection show uh, on Sunday because uh, last year you watched waiting for your name to come up. And it never did. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, as a freshman, you had to wait until the very last bracket right. was shown. <laughs> yeah. So when it came up relatively early, mm -hmm. did, did that did that take a little bit of the drama out of it for you? Uh, yeah, that took a lot of drama <laughs> out of it. Um, I, I we kind of we've learned uh, the last couple of years, uh, especially since I've been here, to kind of watch Coach Hendricks and watch his kind of body language uh, going into the selection show and. We were watch, you know, kind of just watching him on Sunday and, you know, just watching him interact and everything. And he claims he didn't know. He probably didn't know, but it just felt like we were going to get in. And we knew it was probably going to be between, you know, us playing Austin P or us playing Kennesaw. You know, that's just how we felt like it'll probably be us playing one of those two teams. And obviously we got, you know, Austin P. But, you know, just comparing uh, Sunday to last year, you know, around this time and, Man, you know, it, it's great. It's a great feeling knowing that we're going to have another week together. Uh, these seniors have worked really hard. And, you know, I feel like I, this is probably the closest I've been to a, you know upperclassman group, uh, especially my time being here. And obviously that comes with them just being a year older. But, uh, but yeah, we were I, – I honestly 
can't describe it, you know, in words, just how, you know, excited and some of the older guys are tearing up because they know it's not their last, you know, time playing college football. Got at least one more. Oh, yeah, they got at least one more. Well, you know, last year uh, Clay found out about five minutes before the selection show started. Right. And uh, he, he told this story yesterday on our last night on the coaches show. He, he said he thought about going in and telling you guys immediately, but he decided to let it play out mm-hmm. and let you watch the show, even though he knew what was going on. Right. Let you watch the show and then address the team afterwards. He 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 told me he did not know he did not get any advance notice mm-hmm. this one. But you but you guys say you, you you were trying to read the keys by reading him. Yes, sir. I always try to read the head coach because you know he said he you know he said he doesn't know. I believe him on that. You know, I just kind of watch him. You know, and his body language sometimes gives away, you know, what kind of news we're, we're going to get. So I was just kind of keen in on him. And, you know, you know, he, he was really excited. He was pumped up. And, you know, I could just tell that it's something in my, you know, my spirit just told me that we're going to make it in. When you walked off the field after the loss at Wofford, mm. knowing what was on the line there, had you won that game, automatic bid, uh, outright conference championship, very likely a top eight national seed. I mean, there was a lot on the line there. How did you feel walking off the field? Did you feel like you'd let an opportunity go? And, and was doubt then starting to creep in about whether you'd even make the field? Um, so it was, it was it was a really disappointing day, obviously, uh, not winning that championship. And um, when it comes down to it, you know, we we left some things out there that, you know, we should have – Definitely executed on um, you know, some things that, you know, we're always going to wish we could take back. And that's the, you know, thing about this sport. There's always going to be some things you want to take back. There's a lot of regrets, and you don't want to have those, especially in a championship game. Um, and, yeah, a little bit of doubt kind of crept in, you know, because we felt like we left some doubt for the committee to, you know, kind of play on that. And um, we just knew that point game, we had to definitely take care of business and, you know, show that, you know, that that game doesn't define who we are, and so, um, so we're definitely excited to you know that the community gave us an, an opportunity to play in the playoffs, and we can show them you know that we can that you know that was a that was a game where yes we didn't click well, but that game does not define our offense or our defense. You know we're a physical team, and we plan on showing that going forward. We are visiting with uh, Furman Jr. offensive lineman Cole Neely on this edition of Furman Sports Weekly. Uh, And again, we're recording this in the week prior to the first playoff game. The uh, episode actually drops after that playoff game, so you just know the the timestamp that we have on this. Uh, you came out of Sandy Creek High School in the Fayetteville, Georgia area and and mentioned you were the only offensive lineman signed by – uh, Clay Hendricks and the staff that first year because uh, of the numbers. What was it about Furman? What was it about Coach Peter Luss, the offensive line coach, that that made you want to come here? Uh, so during that time, uh, it was really just Coach Hendricks, Coach Kors. There weren't a lot of a lot of coaches weren't hired at that uh, time, and I honestly didn't even know who my offensive line coach was going to be. Uh, <clears throat> coach Hendricks and uh, Coach Chronic when he was here at the time. It kind of sold me on the the things that Furman has done in the past, uh, the tradition here, and um, how great the education was, and that's kind of big. That's really big on me, and it's also big on my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Rob Carson played a huge uh, 
you know, pointing, getting me here. Oh, really? He did. Um, we had a meeting with, uh, it was a big meeting, and we were talking about um, coming here and leaving your own footprint. And Rob had said, uh, you can follow in other people's footprints, but make sure you leave your own, you know, as you continue to walk through. And that kind of stuck out to me because no one's ever said leave your own footprints behind. They always usually say just follow the footprints and, you know, you know that towards success, yeah, it'll be fine. But he said, "Leave your own footprints as you continue to walk." And so I just kind of hit me. You know, it was coming off a of three and eight team, and you know, what what other challenge would you want to have than be a part of a program that can turn it around? And you know, I've I've never played with a program that ever had a you know a losing season before, and trying to join it. Even when I was in middle school and high school, I've always been a part of championship caliber teams. And you know, I decided to say, hey. You know, I want to be a part of a you know team that can be great. And I knew a lot of the guys in the recruiting class, mm-hmm. and the kind of talent they were going to be bringing in. And I definitely wanted to be a part of that. So you've never been part of a losing team, and then both your freshman and sophomore year, you start zero three. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, that was kind of a well. To see, think about that though. It was so the, my freshman year. Those three losses were you know always they were always close, and I was like, all right, we're just you know probably a play away. I play away, and, you know, we hit that seven-game stride, and I'm like, all right. We, we kind of, you know, arrived at a little bit of a point where we know what we can do offensively mm-hmm. and defensively. And, I, you know, I, I definitely had a lot of belief going forward. Uh, last last season, it was a little bit more of a, okay, we still got some things to figure out, you know. Uh, we lo- losing Matt Schmidt, Terrell Bush, uh, PJ, and, you know, Andy Shumper, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, great offensive weapons in our defense. Um, they're still picking up some things and learning and, you know, they end up helping us out, you know, as the season goes and our offense, you know, we get going and, you know, by the time we get to game four, you know, we start figuring a lot of things out, got to had our quarterback situation figured out and, you know, we were ready to go. So, you know, it's a big patience, you know, game <laughs> playing this sport and, uh, it, it definitely taught me a lot about just, you know, keeping faith. So tell me about, the uh, experience of what we call the play-up games. You know, we had two of them this year, Georgia State and and, and Virginia Tech. Right. Uh, as a player, do you relish that opportunity? Oh, I loved it, especially the uh, the Georgia State game. I didn't think the Virginia Tech one was going to top that one, but I, I'll get to that one in a second. Georgia State was kind of like a homecoming game because a lot of my uh, friends from high school, they attend Georgia State, so it was kind of cool, you know, them being able to watch me right. you know, play college football. Uh, you know, that, that was a game, you know, where we, we could have won the game, you know, we should have won the game and, um, you know, that's looking for, you know, at, at, after that game was over, kind of just looking at our offense, uh, I was excited cause you know, Darren, I think he threw for over 300 yards mm-hmm. and he was just making plays all over the place. You know, we were moving the ball well <laughs> against them and th- you know, this is a team that just came off from being Tennessee. So, you know, we had a lot of momentum going Going into that, we just we wanted to shot the world at that point too. So uh, that was very exciting. Just playing at home, you know, that just brought a whole nother bit of nostalgia, you know, with me. But uh, Virginia Tech was a whole another animal, just because they they had played Sandman coming out the tunnel, um, and they stopped playing the song, and the, the fans are still singing the song. Yeah, and I was just so amazed by it, and I was just so wowed. And I I played at Clemson, played at NC State. And honestly, I think Virginia Tech might have had the best atmosphere I've ever played in. And I, I definitely felt like I rose to the occasion some. And that was just a game that I would love to play in that again, though. 
And I'll tell you what, that, that uh, inner Sandman thing that they do, as oppressive as it was for a noon kickoff, oh, yeah. uh, when they play at night, especially Thursday night used to be mm-hmm. Virginia Tech's thing. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, that, that, was, that was pretty intimidating. Uh, when they got that crowd rocking and rolling there, but uh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 then, I mean, there's no moral victory, uh, oh, yeah. obviously, yeah. but you lose those games by a total of 13 points. Uh, mm-hmm. If nothing else, that tells you, or should have told you, I guess, that hey, we've got a pretty good football team. Uh, at that moment, I knew that you know, of course, we had some things we had to work on, some things we had to fix uh, going into conference play. Uh, but personally, I felt like all right, you know, these are two good teams, you know. Little did we know that Virginia Tech might, you know, they might end up playing for ACC championship. Um, little did we know that Georgia State, you know, they were going to have a winning season this year. So, I mean, playing those two games, you know, after that, I was just like, wow, yeah, our offense, you know, we can be really good as long as we keep executing. We knew our defense was going to be great. You play, you know, you're playing with an ACC team, you know, and you're holding them to what, three points at half, mm-hmm. you know, and final score is 24 to 17. So, I mean, I felt like our defense could, you know, hang, hang with anybody at that point, you know, and I felt really great. I still feel great about our team. And I feel like, you know, we can really uh, we can shock a lot of people going forward in the playoffs. Continuing to visit with Cole Neely here on this uh, edition of Furman Sports Weekly, the uh, – junior offensive lineman for uh, the Furman Paladins football team. And as mentioned, as we go on uh, in the second semester and into the spring, you're going to be hearing him with uh, some of the things we do uh, on radio and, and this podcast. And because and, he has uh, this this uh, desire, he says, to be a broadcaster, which means he doesn't want to make any money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. If you get where you want to go, oh, yeah. you're, you're going you're gonna to be fine when it comes to finances. But uh, no doubt. Uh, this, this is a fun business. I will tell you this, though, and, and I think you're, you're kind of geared more towards television oh, yeah. when you're done, right? Yes, sir. They, so, but uh, th- this is more of a radio saying. I, I was told um, that the very first month that I was in this business, I was 18 years old, and uh, my hometown radio station, I think it was like the second week I was there, and a guy who was our afternoon DJ told me, he said, be careful if this business gets in your blood, you'll never get it out. And, and man, was he right. And again, I think that's more of a radio thing, but uh, just kind of keep that in mind yes, sir. as you move forward. Um Tell me about your high school career. Oh, man. Um, so I, high school I went to was Sandy Creek High School, um, a program that has uh, three state championships. Uh, right now they're in the third round of the playoffs, uh, playing on all types of uh, – you know, they're playing really great right now. They have an Alabama commit, uh, DB, um, it's two South Carolina commits, and uh, they're, they're playing great right now. But uh, my high school career, uh, freshman year I had um, Damari uh, Kitt, who was a Clemson receiver, uh, me ended up transferring out of Clemson. Uh, had a great qu- quarterback in Cole Garvin who went to Marshall. Uh, ended up transferring to South Alabama. And uh, Justin Sumter, he was also on uh, my high school football team, receiver that played at Kennesaw State. And, um, you know, that my freshman year was – that was kind of a, you know, this is kind of what big boy football was, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, what it was at that moment. And uh, our classification of 4A in uh, Georgia – that means that's really big football. It was 4A, and it was 6A at the time. Now it's 4A, 6A, and 7A that are the most competitive in my viewpoint. But, um, but yeah, my sophomore year, 
Uh, end up playing against Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. Um, he ended up beating us as a freshman, which was, you know, so impressive. Uh, junior year was a, you know, that was a good year. Uh, went made to the second round, lost to Bainbridge. Uh, senior year played Trevor Lawrence again in the regular season. Uh, I think we played th- played against them thirty, maybe thirty eight to twenty one or something like that. Uh, you won? No, he didn't win that oh, game okay. either. Trevor Lawrence was a he was, he was the real deal then he, too. He was, like, yeah, he was legit from his freshman year moving on, and I think he got offered by UGA that following summer after my uh, sophomore year, yeah. and I think that's when we knew that he was going to be pretty good. Um, but you know, I didn't I didn't win any big championships or a region championship in uh, high school, but. I, we did play against some teams that you know were definitely fun to play against. Uh, my head coach at the time was Chip Walker, uh, who has who, he has he's known for a great winning tradition, especially mm-hmm. at Sandy Creek. Uh, right now he's coaching at Newton High School, and our defense coordinator Brett Garvin, uh, he's a mastermind, and right now he's doing great things. He's uh, actually now the head coach at Sandy Creek, and he's doing some really good things over there. All right, cool. Um, let's play five questions. Sure. All sure. right, ra- rapid fire, no time to think. All right. All right. Question number one, best restaurant, not a chain restaurant, best restaurant in your hometown? Uh, this is a, it's barbecue. It's really oh. good. Oh, yeah? What, what's the special? Ooh, they got rib tips. It's really good. Oh, yeah? <laughs> All you hear is the commercials about rib tips. And, you know, every – I can't even explain it. It's just funny to me. But they always talk about rib tips. It's really good. Barbecue, the barbecue sauce is amazing. I love eating there every Sunday. And the, and the name is? Uh, this Is It Barbecue. This Is It Barbecue. Yes, sir. I, hopefully, I, I really want them to put a restaurant up here in Greenville because I promise you, you have This Is It, you'll love it. Okay. All right. Uh, last three songs you listen to on your iPod. Ooh, um, listen to Kanye West. <clears throat> the Kanye West song, Devil's New Dress, with uh, Rick Ross in it. Um, new rapper, The Baby's song called Bop, which is really good. Music video just dropped with uh, the Jabberwockies. So. That was a really good song. And the last song I listened to was a Drake song. It was, I think it was, it might have been, mm, think about it. Might have been the old song. Yeah, Best I Ever Had. That okay. was the last song I listened to. Who's your funniest teammate? I think it's a tie between Thomas Gordon and Dewan Bell. What makes him funny? It, it, there was, like the way they talk sometimes it just makes them funny and they know they're funny at times and so they kind of just know what to say in the right moment uh-huh. and then just kind of being around them you just know how they act and they're probably the top two funniest people on the team in my opinion alright if you weren't a football player what would you be the tie between baseball and probably golf really yes there's a reason for golf just because I know it won't put a lot of stress on my body uh, I did a little, played a little bit of baseball uh, when I was younger. Uh, I hated it just because I was a catcher. They didn't want to put me anywhere else, and I just hated squatting. And then little <laughs> did I know I was still going to be squatting uh, playing football. So, uh, but yeah, I hated playing catcher. And it was, it was in the heat, so you know I was right. by about five or six, and I just said, Nah, I just can't do this anymore. All right, best coach Hendrick story. Ooh, uh, <laughs> okay, I'll give a good one. Uh, so. I think it was la- yes, yes, sir. Last week on Friday, um, I, we were talking, just talking about things we're getting ready to do. Go to Tommy's and eat, and he couldn't get the words out. <laughs> he was kind of stumbling over words, and you know we were just looking at him because he's done it before, but he's usually gotten the words out in time before we can start laughing. Uh-huh. And so he was talking, and he just starts, and so it just kind of it didn't roll out well, <laughs> and all of us just kind of started laughing, and. Um, 
I think the second funniest one might be uh, during spring practice when uh, one of us weren't performing well, and he said, we're about as all-American as that bush over there, and <laughs> that kind of got us all rolling. <laughs> all right, good stuff. What um – Oh, what, what's your major? Uh, communications. Communications. So thus the the desire to go uh, into television. What, what What's that going to look like for you, that, that path that's going to get you there? Uh, so, one, I want to stick as close as I can with football and sports. And so uh, this is a great, you know, start for me right here working here. Uh, next part of it, next plan is to try to get an internship at WYFF4 mm-hmm. uh, up the street. And, you know, hopefully I can, you know, kind of make some connections. There's a scene in uh, Trek in Atlanta that firm is sponsoring with alumni and everything. So I'll be doing that in January. And uh, like I said, plan is to make some connections. There's some guys on the team that have some of those connections. And um, just networking just plays a big part of it. So we're just hoping that, you know, we can get we can get it done. So I'm, I'm really excited going forward. And uh, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, I've had, you know, little – bits and pieces of playing with it uh, growing up. And it's kind of cool to kind of be at this part of my life where, you know, I can start right. actually, you know, doing something with it and doing something professionally, hopefully with it. Well, good. I mean, Furman obviously is going to give you the opportunity to be as successful as you want to be. Right, no doubt. Uh, and uh, we're, I'm happy to, to have you on board because I know I can use the help here. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see what we can. We'll, we'll try not to damage you and, and try not try not to, to uh, delay your, uh, your track any. Um, you, you've got one year remaining. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you, you talked about leadership and upperclassmen. Technically, you are an upperclassman. Yes, sir. But uh, you, you, you've, you've got a senior season on the horizon. Have you given any thought to that and, and how your role is going to change? Um, I try not to think about it. I mean, yeah, and basically yeah. it's going to change as oh, soon yeah. as this season is done. Oh, yeah, I know. I try not to think about it too much because I know that you know, I, like, I like playing with a lot of the upperclassmen we have now, but uh, – the times I do think about it, I know it's going to change, especially uh, off-season workouts because, you know, we get pushed. You know, Coach Bernard does a great job of training us and, you know, making sure that, you know, we're, you know, we're finding a way to, you know, get better. You know, not just survive, but, you know, to thrive through everything we're doing. And uh, I know that's going to play a huge part in just picking each other up, especially when the summer rolls around. And Lord knows, you know, how tough that can be. So, um, but yeah, I, I know at that point, you know, we had to be more of a – we had to be encouraging, you know, at the same time, though. We don't want to jump on each other too bad when we mess up because we know some people may shut down. But, you know, this is a team. We're a brotherhood. We're a family. And at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, your big brother's got to step up. Too. Well, your family squabbles a little bit. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and with my class coming up, you know, we'll be seniors, you know, whenever the season ends and hopefully it ends in January, you know, at the national championship game. But um, – you know, it's, we're, we'll be the official big brothers of the team. And, you know, at that point, you know, it's on us. It's got yeah. me, Devin Wynn, and, um, shoot, I'm trying to think, Elijah McCoy. You got a lot of those guys. And, you know, we've played a lot of football here. So, you know, we know to, you know we've seen leadership. We know what to expect. And, you know, we can't we can't wait to lead the team, you know, next year. But right now we're just worried about Austin P. Right. So, but, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, and, and again, as, as this is being recorded, we haven't yet played the first round of the playoff game, even though when this drops, that game will be over. Hopefully, we'll be getting ready for a flight to Sacramento. Oh, I, I've never been to California, so that'll, that'll be a fun trip. But like I said, I can't wait to play the Govs. All right. Hey, Cole, thank you so much for your time. No problem. Thank you. That was Cole Neely from the Furman football team. 
And, uh, well, he wants to be a broadcaster, and we're going to try to help him get off uh, to a good start in that career. Again, you'll be hearing him doing some things with us as the spring semester rolls on. That will take care of this edition of Furman Sports Weekly. This has been Season 2, Episode 14. Again, I'll remind you that if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, anything along those lines, we'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is drop me an email at dan.scott at furman.edu, dan.scott at furman.edu. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast, and please share it, help us spread the word about it, and we will talk to you next time. Until then, I'm Dan Scott saying God bless you, and go Dens. Go Dens.